Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friar Muth Friday on the Ramon Foster Show. He's Ramon, 11-year starting guard in the National Football League, all 11 of those for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports here in downtown Pittsburgh. You like how I made that sound anticlimactic, Moan? It was, man. You said that. <laughs> you said, like, I had to think about who I was. You did. Friday is kind of my already my weekend. You've checked, so to speak. You've and checked I checked the boxes. I checked. No, I checked out. Okay. <laughs> and I have to share with everybody a fun little story here. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> so Moan and I log on. We get into this box like this, him and his box, me and my box. He looks at me and goes, what do you say we only go a half hour today? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. So we're going to keep it. We're going to do it. We think we're going to keep it within the parameters of what we said and just do exactly what we said we were going to do today. It is Friar Moose Friday. We're going to speak about that for a second or two. Uh, what else I was about to say too, and I, I got some other starred stuff too, DK. That I was just some unique Friday stuff, man. Mike in Texas, what we talking about, man? Broken hearted, what the heck? Broken heart? Oh, don't do this, Mike. Don't do this, Mike. We're, we're better than this. <laughs> here, let's uh, let's ding a bell here and get moving. A, a quick one. I feel like that's that is the two way joke right there. Okay, there, Casey? there's some innuendo there. <laughs> Hi. Hey. So, so Pat Fryermuth is quite the subject. For anybody who missed yesterday's show, um, it came up near the end, and we were like, we should just invest an episode in this because Fryermuth might be as central of a figure to the Arthur Smith offense as anyone mm. this side of the quarterback. Yeah. And – He's also, and this was what you brought up, and this was what I really wanted to talk about. He's also, man, he's he's due for yeah. a, he's he's got a year in him. He's got 17 games of impact in him. Do you believe that, Moan? I think he does, man. I don't know where it will come down to. Uh, by the way, quick update on that, too. Y'all saw me reach out yesterday. At least I showed it to DK. I slid in his DMs. Okay, you know how it goes these days. I slid in his DMs. He hit me back relatively quickly, too. DK and I talked uh, probably about him before and how we speak of each other, too. So it was a natural uh, connection between Pat and myself. And uh, he's in on the show. He sent me his numbers like, hey, it's easy to communicate me communicate with me this way i asked him did he have time today he's actually traveling today so not today he was willing but he's actually on a plane as it stands right now so pat is locked in pat and i will have the conversation dk will be replaced again okay hey yes yes you will be <laughs> like and <that>. uh, <laughs> and we're gonna have a good time man pat's one of those dudes that i uh i appreciate a good bit man but with that being said the conversation of Pat Frymuth came up because of Arthur Smith. I actually dropped the uh, Arthur Smith conversation with him in our text message that we had. He has some good stuff to say about him also. So that's the thing about it. He understands what Arthur Smith can do for him, it seems, at least on the surface level for what he's done in other places. It's unique because Arthur Smith's situation is this. 
Uh, the first two tight ends taken, Arthur Smith is going to be coaching them. He's already coached Kyle Pitts, and Pat Fryermuth was the second tight end in that 2021 draft. Yes, as that car blazes by the shop right now. You like that? that was good right That wasn't there. the speed limit back there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was not the speed limit. Uh, but the understanding of Pat's role, I'm hoping this time around for Arthur Smith, he understands what to do with being in this coordinator role, number one, and also with the talent that you have. You literally have number one. You work with number one as far as Kyle Pitts goes, and you, you got number two right now under your – uh, belt as far as Pat Fryermuth goes in, in um, Pittsburgh. So here's the thing about it for me. Pat is yet to have an entire season of health. That's where we are, number one. Number one. Number one. That's, that's the number one thing we got to work on when it comes down to Pat Fryermuth, right? Uh, but with that, when he's out there, he's effective. You need a guy to block. Pat <laughs> probably doesn't love blocking like most tight ends, okay? They have to learn to appreciate blocking. And that's where he is, I feel like, in his career moving forward. But it's also his ability to make plays. Pat's best years, man, was only about, and I say this only because most tight ends don't have a whole lot of yards, 732 yards is what he had. And that, to me, tells me he's more than capable. He's more than capable. As far as the yards, yards for tight ends, you'll somewhat treat that DK like what? Like sacks for defensive ends. Like. <laughs> It's good, but their effectiveness can be more blocking some days than it is actually pass catching. What that does tell you about Pat Fryermuth is what? He does have the ability to be a weapon offensively, especially as we keep saying this right here. Where is the comment that I just saw about Washington? Okay? Especially being able to have that conversation. I ain't sure we're talking about the next Eric Green or nothing No, like we are that. not. <laughs> okay. Eric Green was, was was a special receiver for a massively bodied tight end. But but when it comes down to having a yin and a yang, right? Uh, your your pass catching wire, uh, tight end and your blocking tight end, and we've also seen that Mount Washington can also catch the ball too if utilized properly. Those are the things I'm hoping Arthur Smith is breaking down, seeing some stuff, and and, and being capable of craft that plan the way he did somewhere here in Nashville. When I think of Pat Fryermuth, I, I I'm going to go the completely positive route and think about Cincinnati. Okay, I, 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 that was breathtaking. Okay, that was Heath Miller esque. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to hear about Eric Green because the, in this case, because they're very different bodies. When you think of Heath's Heath's build, Heath's structure, there's more of that in Fryermuth than there is of, of an Eric Green, or for that matter, even Travis Kelsey, who's yeah. just this massive guy who's just this freak of nature, right? Mm -hmm. I think of Fryermuth, the nine catches, the 135 yards, the fact that the Bengals said, hey, let him beat us, yeah. and so he did. <laughs> that's, that's actually what happened. Yeah. As Mike Tomlin even uh, stated, this was in the stadium in Cincinnati afterward, he said, if they're going to give us that, we're going to take it. Absolutely. He never says stuff like that after a game. Oh. He, never, he never talks about the opponent. Everything is Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. You know what else he never says, Moan? What's that? He ever. How much does it take to get Tomlin to say something positive about the blocking <laughs> who is not an offensive lineman? How soon does he have to say that? He's going to bring that up quickly. No, no I know, but... How, how often do you hear him say something positive about somebody's blocking who isn't on the offensive line? 
It's not often at no. all. No, well, no, absolutely not. If unless there's a big play or right, big game. Right. Which group of position players does he hover over more intensely than any other on the field, offense or defense? There's tight ends. Tight ends. And what is he watching them do when Lock. he's hovering? He's watching them crush into these sleds, and he will stand there like Papa Bear yep. doing it. Okay. Yep. Now take all that into context. And hear what I'm going to say here, my contribution to the Friermuth conversation. Near the end of the season, and then again at season's end, yeah. Tomlin said that the Steelers really got a different Friermuth over the last three, four weeks. Now, I know we're continuing a theme here about how the offense all came to life, da 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 okay? But specifically on Friermuth, he felt the head coach did, that they got a Friermuth at the line of scrimmage yeah. that they hadn't had previously. Now, talk about timing, huh? Yeah, yeah Do man. that to impress the new coordinator as opposed to having him look at your first 11, 12 weeks, right? Because that's the thing about it. When you do that type of stuff, it makes the the the, the OC wants to give you the ball in situations. Yes. Like, if we can be honest, George Kittle is an awesome football player, but a lot of people are going to tell you they love his blocking almost more than his pass catching ability. When we're talking about premier pass catcher, you got to go to Andrews in Baltimore and you got to go to uh, Travis Kelsey in uh, Kansas City. Those are your two tight ends that are the premier catchers of the league. And Kelsey don't block a whole lot now since he's a little bit older. He still does some, but it's, it's also fascinating. So I did a little um, little, little intel as far as just looking at that tight end group because I, I want to be fair and, and judging Pat Fryer moves too. That's the thing about it. As Instead of trying to compare him to Travis Kelsey or Andrews out of uh, Baltimore, right? Uh, and I like Kevin's comment right here. Oh, too. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Kevin's comment said tight end blocking is the last and hardest skill to accomplish at the NFL level for most tight most, ends. Most. So is, there's another drill DK that coach Tomlin goes and hover over too that involves the tight end. That's DNs versus tight ends. Okay. Those two drills that involves blocking that involves you going to beat a man. So the big sled always always the big sled first and then backs on backers and that's tight ends versus dns too you have to be able to master those two things so the intel that i have and anybody can go find this type of stuff but in that 2021 draft that pat came into you got kyle 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 pitts okay he's number one overall as far as tight ends go what was he number four mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken somewhat underwhelming but he's also got a pro bowl under his belt too he's a freak of an athlete number two it falls uh, to Pat Fryermuth, and here's the thing behind it. Their stats state that Kyle Pitts has had more pass catching coming his way, so he's got like over 2,000 yards. Pat Fryermuth is sitting around career 1,500 yards on the season. He's got more weapons, I feel like, now in Pittsburgh that will, should allow him to grow more, too. But the only other guy that's in competition with this trio, and I think he's behind the eight ball a little bit more as a later round guy, is because he's got Travis Kelsey in front of him, is Noah Gray. The three out of that class is Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryermuth, and Noah Gray, who had a role in the Super Bowl also this year. Remember they kept going to a secondary tight end? Yes. It was Noah Gray yeah, in uh, I, Kansas City. But those I, there, are the three and 21's class. I, there's a lot of mentioning of Kyle Pitts here, and I'm not going to pretend to be a, some kind of expert I don't, on, on, on Atlanta football. I don't cover the Falcons. However, I will say this. If, if your contention about Arthur Smith is that, well, he didn't throw to Kyle Pitts as much as he should have, 
in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to counter with you saw Atlanta's offense, right? You saw what they were trying to do and sometimes did, which was just run the ball like maniacs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like it was 1964. Okay? I'm going to guess that the reason for that was that they were quarterback free. Okay? Yeah. And if that's the case, you have no choice but to have Kyle Pitts blocking. I I I, I have a really hard time believing that that's willful. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, Moan. I don't know. You saw so, more so, of the Falcons than I did because of because of the division. So here's the thing about Kyle. Pitts only played 10 games last year, okay? Mm-hmm. He made Pro Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, the year before that. We want to talk about Kyle Pitts and his use. The, barring his injuries, his targets have been very, very high. In his Pro Bowl season, he had 110 targets. For 68 catches and over a thousand yards and made the Pro Bowl. His second year, which is Pat's second year, he only had like 50, which is still a high volume number for a guy in 10 games. That's five a game essentially at that point. But he only played in 10 games because of injuries. And in 2023, that year, DK, give me one second. 2023, I think he still had over 500 receiving yards for a tight end, which is right on par for what tight ends productions are. So here we go. You ready to hear his numbers? as far as utilizing what Kyle Pitts has done and what Arthur Smith is capable of doing with uh, the tight end position. Hmm. Like, don't let the media fluff you and just don't give you the, the, the whole story. Kyle Pitts had 90 targets, 53 receptions, and 667 receiving yards. That sounds to me like a lot of involvement. That DK to me. So here are these numbers. Kyle Pitts had 90 targets. All right. Jonu Smith, the secondary tight end, had 70. We're talking about 160 targets to your tight ends on the season. Yeah, second most targets. Yeah. Yeah. They just didn't throw the ball much. They didn't throw it much or they had a quarterback that they didn't believe in, so they checked down and stuff like that. 667 yards is a good bid. Like, that's a good chunk for Mm -hmm. starting tight ends. I need not everybody's Kelsey. Not everybody's Mark Andrews. Like, that's where we're basing this on, and these two dudes are young. What other young tight end? I hate I'm going to ask this question. What other young tight end is crushing it in the NFL besides the the old guys? We can't really name another young yeah, Thundercat. I mean, yeah, because the guys that we're talking about are still the same names we've been talking about for years for the most part. Uh, it, it can still it can still happen. I, I, I just – this is – Jedi is going to get our, our our segment done for the day and says, you know, what's holding back Got Pat Fryermuth the most? Is it, you know, is it quarterback vision? Is it his route running? Is it scheme? Um, no, it's not any of those things, my friends. And Pat would tell you the answer to this one himself if and when he makes it onto this show as he's told us he's coming. He will. Okay. And you know what he's going to say? What? He's going to be on the field. Hey, uh, I got a uh, breaking news for you. Okay. The Steelers have a release. Mason Cole. Yeah, a little bit of a yeah, it's a little bit of a surprise. It's not an excessive surprise. I mean, it ain't. But this early on, I'm like, okay. Well, it ain't early. That just means that they felt that his cap value wasn't a match. You know. Yeah. 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 In order to pay somebody, we talked about this on the show. I think just last week. If you're going to pay somebody, you know, five six million dollars. Uh, you'd better be an elite backup. You'd better be somebody who's coming in at multiple positions, including, by the way, tackle. And so, 
we said we was only doing 30. Golly, look at this now. Yeah, it springs board my wheels everywhere. Now, either way, we'll 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 make this happen, DK. Anyway, we can fr- finish more. up on, on Pat here. Laporta, yes, Laporta. My here, bad. Jeff just says right here, he's got to stay healthy. Okay. Pat needs to find a way. And I know it's not, it's it's very rarely the athlete's fault or whatever for getting hurt or whatever. You still got to find a way to do it, you know? Yeah. And just to round this off, because we'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll talk Mason Cole stuff just a little bit too, if you don't sure. mind. Fast Friday also, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. in 2023, Atlanta's tight ends too. If you think you got two in Pittsburgh, accumulated for 1,100 yards at the tight end position, they were a focal point probably because they needed to somewhat. Okay, but the idea that Pat Frymuth would have the ability to make that jump that we expect him to have. I think that's huge offensively because yes. that starts to free up. Because you were asking the other day, okay, we got a one, we got a two. Who's our number three receiver in Pittsburgh? It should be him. There we go. It should be it should be Fryermuth. It there shouldn't be whoever it is that they pick up. It shouldn't be Calvin Austin. It shouldn't be, you know, some kind of uh, you know, fringy guy who's also on special teams. It should be Pat Fryermuth. And by the way, I was Laporta. And and uh and uh Detroit is a young tight end that's pretty yes. good, but he's also got a quarterback you can trust and weapons and an offensive line around them too. That's a different story. Tell the whole story. And Joku ain't in this conversation. He's older than Pat. I think way older than Pat. Yeah, and Joku's been around for a while. Really good yeah. football player, though. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, we'll be right back with the only segment that matters. And that's hey, Mom, it's fast Friday. We got breaking news. There we go. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It is, among other things, it's a what somebody's come up with names for this already. It's a Friarmouth Friday. It's a Rapid Fire Friday, <laughs> and Mason Cole was just released. So there's a lot to talk about, and my goodness, we're only going to be here for another 12 minutes. So let's let's kind of get to it, <laughs> right, Moan? Or yeah, I, I got one. I want to put up real fast, DK, because I don't think we ever said this on this show. Okay. Uh, BJ said, "Hey, Moan, you and DK talked earlier about Nick." Herbig being athletic enough to play middle linebacker. I never said that. I don't think you have either. We said exclusively he's an outside edge rusher. Can he float the around Steelers the middle of the defense? Yeah. The Steelers he, say this emphatically. Exactly. He can float around the middle of the defense, but I don't think he's a middle linebacker. And you say, what do you think of Mark Robinson being utilized as an edge rusher? I also do think exclusively he's an inside linebacker. Mark just got to get on the field and stay on the field. That's his thing. And cover people. I'll see, is that too? And I'm cover not, people. Yeah. His rushing seems to be more bull rushing than it is finesse and having it's, a plan. Yeah. It's, he is he is a guy who just zeroes in and closes. And to me, I love the way Mark Robinson's been used uh, by Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin in really quick bursts as yeah. a gimmicky thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yo, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Excuse me. He, he's like, when you think about, the games that he's been most effective have been against Baltimore. You know why? Because they know that they can count on him to chase number eight and make sure that eight stays in the pocket. And and he's done that. And it's a really gimmicky role. Mm-hmm. But it, there's nothing wrong with that, man. You can put any 11 guys you want on the field anywhere you want. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely, DK, 100%. So here, we're going to get started here. This is the Hey Moan segment. Polly says, uh, since you played with Heath Miller, you can complain Muth to the Godfather. Can you compare Muth to the Godfather for us? Similar but different. By the way, I looked up uh, Heath Miller's uh, career yards with the Steelers. Moan did call him Earl, by the way. It is Earl. Okay. He's the Godfather, man. <laughs> he definitely. Uh, Heath has like 6,600 yards as a career. Heath was more impactful with his explosion plays, situational plays, than he was as far as like yards. 6,600. I expect that Heath to be close to like eight to 10,000. Slam. The other thing that jumps out yeah. about Heath Miller, it's, I don't. It, as much as people love him here, and his blocking was was outstanding and everything. The thing that jumps out for me with Heath always and forever is he was Mister First Down and yes. or Mister Third Down conversion. Seven would go. I need a first down. Well, guess what, everybody? I'm about to throw to 83, and There's it didn't Earl. matter who knew it. The Godfather, man. So the <laughs> difference. Can I compare? Only comparison I have. Heath was always available. That's, Only uh, time he wasn't. Again. Yeah. Only time he wasn't, I think, is when he had the ACL that yeah. year. That was it. Always available, always reliable. Oh, my gosh. Earl, I'm going to have to text him, tell him, oh, let me screenshot this so I can say, hey, they're talking about you on my podcast. Man, if you get a good interview out of Heath Miller, then, you you're, think I can? then, then you're the godfather. You, you don't think I can. That's the real deal. man okay? on earth. Not exactly, <laughs> not exactly a, a big talker. Claude says, hey, Moan, are we going to be able to build a team worthy enough with the new cap space? And, of course, there's an additional $30 million that just came available to everybody today. Seeing as we had minimal cap space before, how much does the new cap space help the Steelers? It's up $30 million more than they thought it was going to be or yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, so it's up there. Here's the thing, though, too. Don't let that number throw you off because the players know they got more money. Again, remember, I've been warning y'all. The, the uh, reality of what players are getting paid is going up. So a dude that may only be worth one now is going to get three. So that increase in cap also goes to the players too. So, but with that being said, if Pittsburgh can manage the cap as, as best as they possibly can and go find some unique pieces, you can, but you don't want to be buying, buying, buying guys at a very high value too. You don't don't play that game. Does that mean it may be easier to retain Mason? Maybe mm -hmm. or whoever else at this point. Robert says uh, DK did say that Nick Herbig should play middle linebacker on his daily shot show. Actually, no. What I said was that everything should be considered. I also said that the Steelers appear to be emphatically opposed to it, which is what I was just reiterating now. And remember, however much you might like this show, we don't make the decisions. They do. Uh, if, they, if they think Nick Herbig should be nothing other than an edge rusher, then that's what Nick Herbig is going to be because they run things. And and Mason's money, by the way, that's there now anyway. That, yeah, there's not. It's not a money issue of keeping Mason. It's it's a matter of allocation. So uh, that the Steelers are one of the very few teams in the NFL that are not paying quarterbacks at a quarterback rate. That's not, very true. I'm worried that it just benefits the free agent salaries and doesn't lead to an improved roster. That's how these go, though, Moan, isn't it? It's 100% correct, it okay. Bigger salaries. Yeah, it's bigger stars. salaries. Stars yep. end up eating up this money anyway. That's where cam extension may come in. You got more flexibility, but with that big pile, that that's distribution to the players, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the... 
that's the main thing here to, to think about when you get this when you get this extra cap space and now even more because Mason Cole getting cut, you're still you still have to see Allen Robinson uh, getting cut. That's why don't be looking at numbers right now; they don't mean anything. No. Yeah, Allen Robinson clears out eleven million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You can make decisions on Patrick Peterson. You have a lot of different calls that still need to be made where you can free up big money for uh for what position to moan where would they be spending all this money it's on my quarterback no they, i i want inside linebacker oh inside line i want enough of them lined up outside my door all the way down fifth avenue <laughs> the right one okay we'll get found out <laughs> like a bugs bunny cartoon where they just come marching through you know inside linebacker parade 100 dk but i want that inside linebacker parade to be held or to be fronted by Elandon Roberts and Cole Holcomb. All right. Long as we're clear on that. You love Elandon. I loved all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't distinguish between the three. I don't acknowledge that That's there's real. any difference. Okay. That's real. They they were a single I, I just loved it was so much fun watching that defense with those guys just going around and getting after and they were so close. You know, if they can pull yeah. something like that off again, I don't know that you need to get a Devin White or some superstar. Yeah, that's fair. I take that. I take that. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, I feel Teresa says she feels the need, the need Legereous for Legereus Sneed. Yeah, everyone wants him. His price, young. Again, y'all gonna have to stomach the fact that when you want players like that, then he gonna account for about twenty three to twenty five million dollars too. But you know how this goes low on a day like this? What's Everybody that? looks at that cap and they go, oh, there it is. There's the speed <laughs> We don't <And> it's, care. <laughs> it's it's not that simple. It's not yeah, that simple here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Nova says, hey, Moan, do you find it odd that Mike Tomlin hasn't been extended yet? Do you think it's due to seeing how he deals with the changes with an outside coordinator? Uh, I mean, Art Rooney said... He's going to get extended. Yeah. Tomlin said he's acknowledged that he's going to get extended. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter you. of finding a pen and paper. You, you, you got to think they also work on league year two with new money and stuff like that. There is no rush for it. he's still under contract. So an extension, whether it be now, whether it be in July, I think it's a non issue and a no story, too, because they both acknowledge it's going to get done. Here's um, one thing we didn't bring up in the Friar Moose section, Antonio. And this is really, really valid. It says when when Pat Fryermuth was drafted out of Penn State, he was looked at as a red zone threat. Hopefully, he becomes that threat in this new offense. You've seen Muth do good things in the end zone. He's not just that middle target. He'll he'll go to he the corners, win. yeah, and and he can win a route too. He can win a slant route. He can win whatever it is that you need from him. Um, my goodness, can you imagine that? Now, he can win. That's the thing about it. You've seen it. Remember, he came back from the ribs, or was it the ribs that got him hurt on catching the touchdown in the end zone? Remember, he had the yeah, plate on? Yeah, they, they crushed him in the end he, zone early on. This this guy, by the way, I'm sorry, Moan. I just have ahead, to say no, this because I was uh, – if you knew the pain through which he was playing early on, you'd never wonder about his commitment or his desire. Dude couldn't breathe. I'd go up to him like two weeks after that, and I'd say – Hey, are you doing all right? Like, not in an, as an interview or anything. You doing okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, fi I'm fine. I'm okay, DK. It's all good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's where uh, the Godfather hit me back to. I got to let him know I'm going to be in uh, Charlottesville soon, too. UVA, where his school is at. Oh, he, he laughed he, when he saw the uh, Godfather and Earl reference. He went, ha, ha, I see the Earl and the Godfather on there. He says, hilarious. Miss you, my brother. Hope all is well with you and the family. So I'll give you guys an update on this type of stuff. You can't get that nowhere else, man. Y'all like that. Yeah, this is true. This is true. See, I'm just smiling thinking about Heath Miller playing football. Never mind Heath Miller, the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, one, and maybe there's something we just saved to the uh, over the weekend, though, too, DK, is I keep seeing the uh, Mason Cole cut conversation and wh- who's our center. Like, I think it may become more obvious about them wanting one in this draft. I don't know who's available free agency. I think uh, Miami have one that's coming up as far as free agency goes, but he might be able to put the tag on him. All in all, I think that does raise the conversation about Jackson Powers Johnson just a little bit, and we'll go further down that lane at a later date. And I'll remind that the policy that was in place under Colbert, Kevin Colbert, does not necessarily have to be the policy that's under place under new management, even though Omar Khan learned a lot of things from KC and has acknowledged that, uh, the old policy would have been, we're going to go and get a center, a free agency center. Yeah. And then we're going to draft a center. We're going to do both. Yeah. That's how this goes. So I, I wouldn't be thinking too much about uh, what w- the way they used to do things, but I will say this. When you, this early let go of a player at that position who was starting, who was getting the ball in some form or other to your quarterback, <laughs> snap after snap after snap. Yeah. You've you've already got somebody in mind. Yeah, you do. And it's not a draft pick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right, it's just DK. not. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be somebody who is who is they know is available in free agency and probably through some channels know that you know they they wouldn't mind having a a, a job in Pittsburgh. The uh, Miami center I was speaking of is Connor Williams. He's up, but he also tore his ACL close to the end of last season too. So there's that. They have uh, they're they're going to have a lot of different options. Uh, Pittsburgh Hornet says, "Hey Moan, if you can bring Pat Fryermuth onto the show, do you bring him in on Moan Day or Fryer Day?" Well, here's the thing: they are in the off season, so their free time is theirs. Whenever I reach out to them and say, "Hey, can you go this day?" We will blast out all the information to alert you guys on that. And I want to do it somewhat soon too, because I don't want him talking uh, too close to OTAs or nothing like that. So it'll be very soon for Pat. Looking at internal options, Jordan mentions that Nate Herbig is still on the roster. I, I'm a little bit suspicious of Nate Herbig because he just didn't get onto the field. He did not. Okay. Uh, State of the Steeler says maybe they would move James Daniels to center. I mean, he played it in Chicago. Do you think after all this time at right guard that they'd move him back? No, nah, he had a solid last two years, if I'm not That's mistaken, right. in that position too. You don't move two chairs to make one person comfortable. It's just not how it works. And besides, like I said, in that building that I played in and worked out of, there's the O-line and then there's a wall for the center. Those dudes are coveted in Western PA. So I don't know who is going to be DK, but like you just said, you don't cut a guy like Mason Cole right now unless you find yourself in a position knowing who your next guy is. Mm-hmm. We will complete today's program by bringing up a point that Howard Fearman makes why isn't Darnell Washington considered 
as a unique end zone option. And our Darnell had his catches, you know, it, it, he had a handful. He wasn't super active. He was in practice. They threw to him in practice quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just get the sense that this was going to be a year moan. And you've said this yourself. Actually, no, wait, you said this before it happened. You said they weren't going to be getting him super involved no. because of what? His specialty is pass. I mean, run blocking. And right they now. just wanted him to get mm-hmm. really, really good at that. Yeah. That's what his rookie year was always going to be defined by, wasn't it? So yeah, it, it is. And he completed those things. And you see, when he started to do those things, he got a little, he got a nugget here or there, he right? Did. He did. That's, passes. that's a great word for it too. Every once in a while, there'd be a he'd run to the right or something, and he'd get one of those little flicks, and he'd get five or six yeah. yards, and it's like there it is, Darnell's catch. That's all you want from a man. And so that's the thing about it. That's why I told you the other day, they'll tell guys what you did in year won't, 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 won't wet my whistle in year two. The next thing for Darnell may be cat, uh, pass catching, right? It's a progress to these things. It's a buildup. You know that, DK. There are things that Darnell has to do as a pass catcher to progress. Yeah. There are things that he has to do in terms of footwork, in terms of uh, football people say these things. Well, what is well, I, well, I hear stuff about. <laughs> I hear stuff when I'm there, like he has tight hips, and I go, "What the hell does that mean, tight <laughs> hips?" But go ahead, Moan, tell everybody because I actually still don't even know. Well, what I heard Darnell, Darnell, about Darnell, go Darnell ahead. having tight hips. Yeah, what's that he, mean? He's the guy that's not necessarily fluid. He's gonna beat you. He's gonna beat you straight ahead at, on a go route if he can beat you with his speed. Him going out and doing a, a five yard route and cutting out. That ain't a specialty. Linebackers will probably read him like a book, okay? That's essentially what it is. With Pat Fryermuth, he has a little bit more smoothness to it. He's yeah. a little bit more fluid in his hips to where you don't know if he runs outwards, you don't know if he's going to stay out or come back in. You read guys like a book. Remember, I always tell y'all, football players are smart when it comes to their game. They just are. And they probably know – this dude ain't got – he got hips like a lineman. That ain't a bad thing. It's just that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into if he's running a route. All the tight hips jokes are coming in now from Barber, from Calvin. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of figured that was going to happen here. Yeah. Washington doesn't have enough wiggle, says Michael Parks. All right, there guys. We go. We're going to do a little outro and then and then call it a week here. We will. We'll be right back. Look, this turned into one of those days we didn't expect it was going to. Funny how that works. It is Friday, and Friday means something around here. Oh, my gosh. Yes, man. Look, hey, Friday, we tell you this at all times. Hey, make it back to us on Monday. Also, call somebody you ain't talked to. Apologize to somebody. Buy a person a random drink. Have a random conversation with somebody. Be nice. But at all things, make it back to us on Monday, y'all. Please. That's all we're asking. We'll see everybody on Monday. Have a good weekend. Peace.